Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today's guest is Norway's Martin Danning. Martin Danning has been well known on the European competition circuit for years. He came first in Winter Clash Juniors. He's also come first in Winter Clash Amateurs. And I think he came like fourth or something in the last like real life Winter Clash. He was definitely in the finals. And on top of that, he's picked up a bunch of sponsors over the years. He used to ride for Valo and This Is So. Then he was on the team for Rosies, but he quit. And I think that was a bit of a messy breakup. Now he's on Mesmer and he's also sponsored by Orange Wheel Company and just got a pro wheel by them. So he's got a promo out. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Mesmer tour he was just on. I know he's going to New York today for the Boshy Pope skate off. So we're going to talk about that. The last time I interviewed Martin was about five or six years ago. He was still on Valo then, and he was just this tiny little teenager. So it's really interesting to catch up with him now, now that he's like an adult and out in the world and working and traveling and just find out where his head's at. Before that, though, cue the music. Good afternoon. It's an exciting day for you. You're going to New York in how many how many hours time? Six hours time? Seven hours time? Something like that. It's uh, after this I'm going. So uh, pretty stoked, kind of nervous, but uh, that's just a regular uh, before going on a trip. I think. Why? Why nervous? It's New York. I'm a small boy, and it's a big world. <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> I really felt that, especially last time being in the States, was like a shock to me in a way, like uh, just the way people speak to each other. Like, I feel like they would they would be like, hey, what's up? Or like, what's good? And I'd be like, oh, oh I'm ah. killing you. But <laughs> that's just their way of communication, you know? Uh, right. Okay. So as in you like, you found it quite like aggressive or you thought it was just a bit intense? Sort of. Yeah, sort of. But I realized it was just a way of communication and... It was funny, like some late nights where I would put up almost like an act and strangers would get really into the conversation. But I was just like acting to see if, oh, is this the way of uh, communication communication here? Right. Even, so even in California, I thought California was like a little bit more laid back and relaxed than say other places. Like, I don't know. I imagine if you thought that was intense, New York is like, I've been to New York. People in New York yeah. talk fast, like... They, they like to run, like make fun, like chat shit, like wind each other but up. So I think maybe now I'm more uh, prepared for it because I've heard the same, like that California was chill and like at the beach, Long Beach, you know, chilling. But, <laughs> you know, at the beach, we would have to deal with a guy that like just got his car stolen and was like freaking out. And I think it was just that it was so many people everywhere and coming from Oslo, which is like pretty quiet and nobody really speak so much or we speak to each other but it's not like that social as it is there so i think it was just that it was so much going on that was really surprising right. but with new york maybe i'm more uh, prepared because i also heard that it's an intense uh, city that's it so, yeah uh, like the, the east coast is they're they're fast talking and yeah yeah um, so was that your first time in america when you went to the spring blading cup yeah that was the first time that's a pretty successful trip then. I mean, you go there, you win, 
that was so <laughs> when i saw the results i just thought that was so weird that so you, you i'm right in thinking you won the amateur event and then michael came second mm. and then he won the pro event <laughs> and i was like <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how do you skate really yeah. well how do you come second or third or whatever it was in the AM event and then win the pro event? Like, surely the pro event's meant to be harder. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I can only speak for myself. Uh, I've seen Witzman has like videos on YouTube where he talks about it and stuff, which were pretty cool to watch as well. But uh, for my part, like I felt with that course, um, I'm only able to do so much, you know, yeah. and then having to skate like, uh, the amateur qualifiers on that course and then the amateur finals and then the pro qualifications and then the pro finals it was like in the in the amateur finals i've kind of like maxed out like i did all the tricks i'm capable of doing yeah. on that course like not to talk shit about the course or anything because i actually really enjoyed skating it uh but with the obstacles being as limited as they are you're only capable of doing so much you know without yeah. like hooking yourself so and that's the part that i really enjoyed about that contest as well because a contest i usually go into like a contest mode and you start doing suddenly like sketchy tricks and suddenly don't boot down on real and i'm like what the fuck am i doing i don't skate like this when i'm home but at that competition i was really calm um i felt really uh like um well i felt good skating uh those days so I've, i never felt like i got in that stupid contest mode i just showed up and skated like the tricks i know how to do and i did them and then when the pro when i then got qualified to the pros i was like oh shit, i don't really have much more but michael was able to uh yeah like land a lot of tricks and good tricks which was fucking yeah. cool to see Maybe that was part of his master plan. Maybe he's like an evil genius, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll let you. You can have the Am Trophy, but I'm I'm taking yeah. the pro. I'm taking I'm yeah. taking the big money." <laughs> yeah, John John actually has the trophies now because I left them in uh, Long Beach because I couldn't bring them uh, with me, right, and okay. still haven't gotten them over. But I'm sure uh, my dad would like having those. <laughs> I mean, you'll be back over again. You can you can collect them at another time. But yeah, I know what you mean about the course. The course was. It, there's only so much you can do on it because yeah, the obstacles were pretty small and they were quite, I noticed they were quite tightly packed together. Like I saw Randy Spicer get wiped out by the, the P rail a couple of times, just yeah. coming off different obstacles. But when you've got, you know, a, a street setup that is essentially on like, you know, a main street, you're kind of, there's only so much you can do. It, so yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, like I, loved watching like sean and colin kelso skate that that park i would way rather see them skate that park than some fucking fees park you know so you well, can talk all, 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 all they, would, all they wouldn't be able want. to do anything on the fees park because it would all be giant transitions <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm so to be honest i really enjoyed like i said i really enjoyed skating it but skating four competitions in it i wasn't really able to come up with anything more so then yeah. in the end of the pro finals i started going into the stupid contest mode and like fucked up my knees again and then that was the stuff i was dealing with the whole tour after so it's a little right. bit bummed on that okay. yeah right that's what i was going to ask because yeah obviously you did the mesmer rv there yet tour but you you didn't have that many like you had some footage in it but not that much no uh, that was really 
like annoying because my body was just acting up like pretty weird. I got a weird twist on my ankle that was just like bothering me enough to where it hurted skating. And then the winter before going to the States, so yeah, like the past winter, I fucked up my knees really bad. Like uh, couldn't skate for two months or something because uh, I... You know, when your knees bend inwards, kind of like yeah, this slide out on a negative plate. I was yeah. doing a wall ride and then I landed with my knees completely like that on concrete and like splattered up again. So I never get I never got a MR because uh, I didn't want to get bad news before going on the tour. <laughs> uh, and then after the tour, it has gotten better, but I still feel it sometimes. But what happened was I started falling in that motion a few times because my knees were weak yeah uh, so you can even see it in the orange video where i do the 180 roll to like a fakey five but i slapped the wall you can I see a fall within that's just because my knees were weak because of the fall and so in the finals of the uh, pro finals i tried to do like a stupid fakey seven because i wanted to do something new but it was a pretty stupid move uh wasn't able to get it around and like fully hit my knee back uh like the way i heard it before so i only skated i only skated like i filmed that small mesmer introduction that was only like three sessions but that took me so long because if i skated i had to take like one and a half week off so i only skated like maybe three weeks and four sessions before going to blading cup so I also think I, since I skated so much at Blading Cup, my knees were really tired for the rest of the tour and uh, also had like tried a huge 540 on the tour that I didn't land that wasn't in the video, uh, which also hurt my knees. I was just dealing with like small stuff everywhere and just tried to put some skating in wherever I could, you know. Right. That is the danger when you have a tour like straight after a contest, because if you've worn yourself out in the contest or like made any niggling yeah. injuries worse, then you're you're basically screwed for the, the tour. Yeah, um, that's why he, he put the for New York now we're having the tour or like the trip before and then the event is like the last weekend before we're all going home. <laughs> right. See, yeah, that's you learn, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like being on the tour if you couldn't skate as much? Did that because I've been on skate trips before where you know i've got hurt like the month before or whatever and then i've basically sat out the whole mm. holiday and it's it's torture it's torture because i especially because right before i got the knee injury and just started skating the mesmer skates in my like indoor park i was feeling so like so good like i, I felt like i could do everything i wanted to try i could do within a couple of tries and skating was just so easy because i've spent so much time thinking about it because we weren't able to skate because of corona and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i had i had been thinking so much of skating that it became a lot easier than what it was in the past if that makes any sense i know what you mean yeah um so when i was invited on the tour i was like fuck i want to be in like really fucking good skate shape and really show that i appreciate this opportunity i've got with uh, billy and Mesmer and all those guys, but then that shit happens and it's kind of the curse of a tour. I mean, Mark fucked up his shoulder just a few weeks before going, so he wasn't able yeah. to go. Um, 
it's like the curse of a tour, but so far I think everybody's uh, healthy for this one. Levy has a little bit of issues with his ankle, but I think he will be okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So what were what were some like obviously like you couldn't skate as much, which is frustrating, but what were some of the highlights of the of the tour? Because it looked like you guys had a lot of fun and you had a solid crew there. I mean, you had Don Bruce there, who you obviously know. Um, yeah. and then you know, you've got people like Billy O'Neill, who's essentially a living legend in bleeding, and then you've got all these up and coming European guys, people that you're friends mm. with, like Levy, and then there's the new guys like Gabriel Adriani and stuff like that. So so what was what was it like being being in a bus with them for how long was the tour for? I was in the States for three weeks, but I was in Long Beach for like uh, a little bit over a week uh, first. But I was hanging out with Billy and John all the time during that time. But I was mainly there with Orange Wheel those first uh, the, that first week. But okay. I think like my like my favorite memories like uh in long beach just like sitting at john's place like sitting in his sofa and like having beers and just sharing the same sofa with bolino is like one of the craziest experiences i've ever had you know because i literally grew up on watching the haitian videos and also having bina on tour is amazing and with with billy i think this is maybe the thing that i i didn't tell anybody on this trip because I felt like it was kind of rude but I was like I always forgot how good Billy is at skating like for me with the position he's in now like he's he takes a lot of responsibility takes a lot of he takes care of us like he drives the RV and stuff but then he'll go out of the van when nobody else wants to skate and he says like oh I want to true mock you this rail and I'm like are you can you I'm in my the first out of my like can you do that? You know, but then I'm like, what the fuck? Of course, can you fucking yeah, do that? He is, like, he's a monster. He, yeah, he is one of the best ever. He's seriously one of the best ever, and I I forgot that so many times on a trip, and I feel ashamed saying that, but it's uh, it's meant in the best way. <laughs> it is quite funny. Like I, I know what you mean, and I imagine people think because he does the podcast now and because he's like not releasing as much footage people kind of forget but when you look back some of the sections he has are just like start to finish mental like just i mean there are so many tricks that if you mess them up you're dead you don't even have to look back like just look at him skating now like he he doesn't have to do much at all and uh like i'm not saying that he (laughs) should do more either but it's just a crazy dose Whenever he says he wants to do a trick, the first thought is always like, you sure? But then I'm like, what the, of course, like, there's no doubt that he has that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, So what were you doing with the orange wheel wheel guys before, like just hanging out or were you trying to film anything? Yeah, I was supposed to film a lot more than I did, but because I got to deal with the ankle stuff and that my body was just like acting weird, I wasn't able to do much those days either which i felt really really bad for and i mean i've told them so many times and they are really understanding of it but uh it's one of the most difficult things to deal with uh being somewhere where you you just want to skate and you put so much time away to skate but then shit happens and you can't you know and uh 
Yeah, I've kind of had a bad luck with those things happening the last few trips, actually. Like, same with the last Bursa tour. I had to go home early because I was dealing with some bad infections that I've been dealing with the last few months that have been really going on my like psyche because it's no nothing it's like a almost like a skin disease so it's not like caused by anything it's just right. like the body acting up and it's really frustrating that something so small like a infection this big can fuck up your whole uh time or like all this all the stuff that you usually do you know yeah mm, but yeah uh, yeah 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 I, I do know what you mean so when when did you find like so obviously congratulations on the pro wheel um how did you get how did you get on orange wheel company was it through dom no it wasn't through dom it was uh way back i just tried to search for where i could get a pair because marco who was working for roses skated them and always said they were the best wheels and I had a period where I blew out a lot of wheels. So I tried to figure out where to buy them. And then I contacted them saying, where can I buy a pair? Because at that point, I don't think they even had a website up or anything. Right. And then like, uh, they just asked if I wanted to be, or like try the wheels and maybe be on the team. And then we spoke from there and I tried the wheels and I said, yeah, <laughs> nothing <laughs> more or, or fancy than that. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's one of those those good ways in. If you're like a well-known skater, or like you know, people know who you are, and then you're like, oh, can you just tell me where I can get those? And then they're like, no, but I honestly, and you're like, okay, <laughs> I, I I honestly wanted to buy some wheels, but of course, when they when they offered to send me some, I said yeah. But they have been really nice to me as well. Like they, for my flight to Long Beach and the tour, like them and uh, Mesmer split the cost and yeah they've been doing a lot of stuff for me so it's really nice like they're giving me money to travel instead of like direct sales uh like revenue because i those few bucks that you may be able to earn from like a wheel yeah <laughs> i rather i rather have like help with trips and stuff like that which is really cool because they say it straight up like we almost just have this wheel company to make like rollerblading uh, or like to make rollerblading happening kind of like they just want to make stuff within rollerblading and have yeah skaters skate their wheel i guess that's pretty amazing yeah because i didn't i always think of orange wheel company as like a really small company but then when you look at it they've sponsored some amazing riders like they've had sean mm -hmm. keen They've had Jeff Phillip, obviously Dominic Bruce. Uh, they've, uh, God, who else? I'm pretty sure they sponsored Matthew Ledo as well. And then, yeah, yeah. And like all those Sad. guys. So, but yeah, the fact that they're helping out with travel is that's incredible. It's really amazing. Like, I couldn't ask for anything more. Like, uh, yeah, they've been really kind, especially now with the wheel and uh, stuff. Like, it's pretty crazy to me <laughs> yeah definitely so talking about the promo promo was really good um, thank you I, you've already mentioned it the i don't even know what we call that so what was it it was like the fakie up onto the bank and then there was like the wall kick and was it full cab out i can't remember i just remember there was a lot of like <laughs> there was a lot of yeah, rotations was, going on 
it was hectic it was uh you can see in the clip as well like there's two angle irons like maybe this much apart and then right. in the middle of that it's like a pole that sticks up so i have to land perfectly in between those when i ride fakie yeah and then yeah like slapping the wall and 360 out so it's like a fakie five essentially it took a while it okay. took a while yeah. and it was frustrating because i it's one of those things where i did quick and i thought it was really sick and i looked at the clip and it was disgusting to look at it was horrible it was like yeah that's that's painful I, see when you land something and then you're like god that that felt all right and then you actually it felt see, amazing like, didn't oh, even feel man, all right come on <laughs> it was horrible like the when i did the slap on the wall like my left leg was on it but then my right leg was like all the way that like over there and you just slipped doesn't look good when you have longer legs <laughs> right okay yeah, I, I, I know the feeling well i'm lanky and yeah whenever i look mm. at footage of myself i'm like don't like any of this no um, uh, i also love the the fakie 720 as well that's following up from your your fakie 720 and fifth floor which was mm. also very impressive um i've got to call you out for one trick though do, do you know what trick Go i'm ahead. gonna what, what trick do you think i'm gonna i'm gonna name Hmm. What, what there's a lot think? of there's a lot of good tricks you can call out in that video, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I hope you're gonna say the Misu. I, I wasn't gonna say the Misu. I was gonna say the very first trick, the toe roll, the, uh, the, bit, the bit where you're in the water. There's a there's mm -hmm. a suspicious moment there when you, your skate looks the foot looks quite flat. I'm not gonna lie. I was there for so many hours so if i touch i'm gonna kill myself but i'm <laughs> i'm like 99 sure that's one of the instances where it might look where you touch but i yeah now it sounds like a douche trying to defend myself but i was there for a long time and i most definitely sure that i didn't touch but yeah maybe it looks like i did touch I feel like I feel like the water's letting you away with it if 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 you did the water's hidden it so you've you might just if i touch if away. i if I touch, I'm gonna eat all my wheels. Well, there's all no the way for wheels. us to know because it's it's hidden. It's essentially yeah. like masked. So unless I send some, you know, uh, police diving investigators in there to have a look at the uh, the underwater, but I'll right. I'll go back. I'll go back and see if there's two dents in the concrete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see if if anyone in the comments thinks the same. But yeah. But other than that, yeah, the promo was really good. Um, so how did you how did you get on Mesmer? Because I remember I was contacting you um, about the Thrones because I had I tried Mesmers and like you, I absolutely loved them. I got mm. there was no break in time at all. Like I was really surprised by how just easy I got all my tricks back. Like mm -hmm. didn't have to like relearn anything. But my stupid foot shape is just far too wide for the boot, and it was just after like yeah. two sessions they were just bruised all over and i was like this isn't this isn't gonna work so have you tried uh punching them out i tried that i i had i've even been using i was using the v2 liner with it but the problem was because it had bruised the foot it meant that every time i put my foot back in yeah, it, it was just instantly sore yeah. as opposed to like i don't know if it's if it's like too short it's only after a while it starts hurting whereas i couldn't mm. even like put my foot in the skate after a while but that's not well, that's just you can say that about loads of boots like i, I could say the same about like m12s or yeah like next or but it's just some, some li skates the, just don't complement your shape yeah for sure but the liner that you're going to get the most space 
in those skates are the MyFit second skins. If you buy that like a size up, like uh, I'm having the 41, 42 boot, like eight, nine US. Okay. And then I have like a nine, 10 uh, MyFit second skin liner. Or I used okay. to have it, now I have an Intuition, but I used to have that and that was like giving me a lot more space than uh, Intuition V2. Really? So, I didn't, I yeah, thought, I a didn't lot realize. more, a lot more. <laughs> I thought Intuition V2s were thinner than second skins. That's quite surprising. Second okay. skins, like, especially after skating, they just become this, uh, yeah, like you have to change it quicker than Intuition, of course, because it's really thin, but... All uh, oh, right, the material is not as good. Yeah, and it's just like not as a supportive liner as okay. an intuition, like in general, and that's for good and bad. Like I might go back to skating those soon because my intuitions are very, very smelly. You, you can put them in the washing machine. Try, but they still smell cat piss. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Maybe you've just got really smelly feet. All right, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how, how, how did you get yeah. on Mesmer? Yeah, and that was um, like I got a pair of old thrones and skated them a little bit like uh very really old um felt like all right but nothing really amazing it was it felt different because also they were old and used you know yeah but um that was like as soon as mesmerizing came out and then as soon as skates were available i bought a pair um because i knew like I have never like um, seen myself as much in a brand as Mesmer. You know, like I've I've never been as proud to show a brand to non-skaters than Mesmer. You know, and uh, like as soon as I felt that and was like that was the emotion I had. I was like, of course I'm gonna buy. Of course I'm gonna buy a pair. And they have all my friends on. You know, like or like Levy is on. Dominic was on. And of course, having Mark, who I really like all the stuff he's been doing. So I bought the skates with the intention to show that I was interested in uh, being on the team because I really liked the idea of being on a team. And I, as you see, like it's giving me already so many opportunities, you know. So I, the first day I got the skates, I went to the skate park and filmed a video like with a camera. Uh, not a iPhone, <laughs> but yeah. posted on Instagram. And I was really going to push to be like, uh, to get recognized that I was uh, skating the skates at least. And then as I was saying, I was going to, I was already planning to go to Blading Cup with uh, Orange Wheel, but I was going to be there for one week with them. And then I was just going to see what I was going to do the week after. But because I didn't have anything planned, I was too anxious to buy a ticket, uh, although that sounds stupid, but I was like too scared to just be left alone in uh, Long Beach without anyone to uh, like uh, talk to or bring me around because like I'm not going to drive there. I don't have a driving li license or yeah. anything like that. Uh, and so because Billy had reached out to me and like reacted on stories and stuff uh, uh, and like... Um, yeah, like he had, we had spoken a little bit, but nothing about like being on the team or whatever. But I told him that I 
I've just finally decided after having like a little bit of a mental breakdown, like, okay, I'm ordering tickets today. Like I just need to do it and then stuff will figure out. But I sent Billy a message before and thank God I did because I sent him a message saying that I'm going to be in Long Beach a week after. So let me know if there's anything I can help out with because I really just want an experience. Like I want uh, like a traveling experience or like the industry or uh, yeah. I want to do anything. If there's anything at all, I just want to be helping out. And then he said, um, can we have a meeting in 20 minutes? And then him where he was talking and then I, or when I, when I saw like, homie bill is trying to call you i took a screenshot like fuck <laughs> and then uh, i answered the call and we spoke a little bit general and then suddenly i hear another voice and then it's fucking john you know like john bolino said i'm losing my mind uh, like internally again uh, but then he just like asked if i like really believed in the brand and stuff because he actually said that the team was already full but mm -hmm. that he this is and this is his words he said that i made it difficult for him to not reach out and uh having him saying that really uh, meant a lot to me especially with the shit with other brands have uh, dealt with before like having to deal with billy is a fucking blessing like uh yeah he's a straight like <clears throat> it's easy because if he has it's just to like listen to him to what he has to say and then yeah. i have to make decision do i agree do i not agree if i don't agree i tell him that i don't agree i let him know why and then we figure it out from there like and if i do agree i say yeah sick and then we yeah. go and then it's that and then it's so easy to deal with that because it's okay what do i make up with or uh, out of that and then okay i get it let's go <laughs> yeah i know what you mean yeah with that is one of the things i do respect about billy he is a straight talker so yeah he doesn't like he doesn't you know beat about the bush he doesn't you know hold his mouth if he doesn't if he doesn't like something he tells you mm. and if he disagrees with you he tells you and i like that I yeah. like the fact that you know where you stand with him so, it's really really nice um as opposed to you know certain other people who just like play nice but then you never actually know like what they're thinking and you're like no oh. so yeah i would rather it's just out in the open yeah. um so yeah that that's got to be like quite an amazing experience especially you know you've got people like billy o'neill and john bellino basically vouching for you and saying that they want you to be a part of it like that's that's a that's a huge compliment it's amazing and i still feel that to the day like to this day like uh I feel I think everybody on the team feels like they are providing something, although we all share the same wardrobe, except a few. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's amazing to just feel like, and every decision is made like together. I'm sure the pros have like a different chat, but whenever there's like a decision or we discuss something, it's always in the chat where everybody is, you know. Oh, so you've got like a mesmer group chat thing to keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. I like I like the idea of that I I remember. Um, I can't remember who told me, but in fact, you'll probably know about this as well because you were in it. But I remember Rosie's used to have one as well. We used to have a group chat for all the team to keep in touch, and you know, regardless of what people think of Rosie's or even your experience with it, it, I think it is nice to have something like that because so many teams in blading aren't teams 
Like they're no. not they're not a single unit. They're just all these really talented individuals that just happen to have the same sponsor. They don't they don't hang out, they don't talk, they don't interact. So to have something like that, I think I think that's special and it creates like a bond. And you guys can like share ideas, you can arrange, I don't know, to visit each other, stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean that already is like in the plants and or like at least here, plants here, like where, <laughs> of course, that's just a natural thing. Like, oh, I'm going to come visit. And especially with like Gabriel in Italy and stuff, I really want to go there next. That's what I mean. He's not that far. And like you've, you can obviously film and edit. So you could be like, you know, I can visit you. Do you want to come mm -hmm. here? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's amazing just to have a group of people that are equally motivated and love uh, rollerblading as much as, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a very important thing for me to, uh, make me feel as good as I feel, <laughs> you know, like it's, uh, yeah. it means a lot to me to have, uh, that like behind me and, uh, not just skating wise, just like in general, you know, like it's, it feels so good to be a part of something that new and cool with those people and then having been on like i said on the mesmer trip like that's just like he's such a amazing guy like whenever there was <laughs> was funny as well like in the rv so many people you know in a small place and yeah. we would have discussions about anything but then billy would just like hey shut the fuck up i'm talking to bina and then they would figure it out it would take five seconds and then we would just go like decision was made go <laughs> so whenever nobody else will come to a conclusion it seems like okay b9 billy let have their grown-up uh, talk and then uh that's quite funny yeah that it's like no the adults are going to decide everyone shut up right yeah we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out yeah that's it wasn't funny. a lot of times but i just remember like once we're like hey shut the fuck up i'm talking to b now <laughs> okay cool <laughs> Um, yeah. So obviously, yeah, there was a, a lot of guys crammed in the bus. Um, who who was the most annoying person to be on tour with? Tell the truth. Who was who was, and and why? I don't think in, I don't think I was annoyed by. I mean, Dom stepped on my dick when I was sleeping on the floor once because I, I was sleeping on the floor while while uh, we were driving because I was tired and then Dom was trying to walk to the bed and then they got a bump and he was like oh and then out of balance when he adjusted his foot he stomped right on my dick yeah but, that'll, that'll uh, i think that. that was that i was like oh like really pissed for like three seconds and i think i went back to sleep nah i'd be because i was also sleeping because <laughs> we also had a toilet on that in that RV, but it didn't work. But some people tend to forget that it didn't work. So they were pissing in it. Right. And it smells so much piss. And I was sleeping right outside of that uh, toilet. So it smelled so much piss as well. And I also got like stepped on my dick, like while sleeping on the floor. So I was pretty pissed in a few seconds there, but then I went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, nobody I'd be was annoying. Payback for that, I'd definitely. Be, I'd be like, "Oh, sorry, Dom. I just accidentally slapped you in the cock. Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to do that." <laughs> um, that's that's so funny. Um, I'm I'm not believing you about no one being annoying. Although you do realize that if you tell me no one else was annoying on the tour, that means that there's a potential you could have been the most annoying person yeah, on the tour. I was definitely annoying on the tour, complaining about my knees and ankles the whole time. 
yeah no it was all in all like very fun and just all the characters i mean gabriel adriani was the most surprising character he's the wild card for okay. sure he uh he was the latest one to go to bed and the earliest one to wake up and he, the one he gets the impression the yeah he gives the impression of being quite lively yeah yes and he's yeah he's like an amazing skater so it's just so sick like nobody could tell him to stop with anything because he was the most active anyways like right. uh whether it was where we swam or in the like uh at the spot or anywhere he was going for it must be something in the family genes then yeah because you've got jason and the same family and you've got matt reyes yeah but J matt jason reyes is, is cousin. jason is calm so i think uh, gabriel got the like he's the one that got uh, dipped in the energy drink yeah as a he, child. Got, he got the he got the crazy genes right okay yeah understood uh what was it like filming filming with um taylor coburn because i've interviewed him before oh. and he, he comes across like a really nice guy he is a really nice guy. I had so many nice uh, conversations about him, uh, or not about him, but with him yeah. uh, on tour, because I also was on his uh, podcast, like the Wax Toaster. You were, yeah. So I, I've wa uh, I watched that. It was really good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, They're good at interviewing as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, amazing filmer, super easy to work with, you know. Um, it was only like, the only like challenges we got was that we were so many people and like one camera yeah you I know thought that, i thought that'd be quite hard so no one so, else no one else had like a second camera no we had a second camera but it didn't like work properly and we were kind of lazy with bringing it out as well right. so but I, like it's so much like learning lessons and even billy says that the whole time like we learn new stuff every time like there's already so much progression and if if things only get like better from here, then it's going to be, you know, great. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were injured on that tour and you know how to work a camera. It should have been your job to be filming the second angle. I know. Stop being I know. lazy. I know. So maybe I was the most annoying one. Lazy guy, <laughs> not filming. Um, oh. So obviously before Mesmer, you were like, when I, I just remember this, they were, uh, after we agreed to do this the last time i interviewed you was it must have been over six years ago or five or six years ago because you were sponsored you were still riding for valo and this is soul then mm. and obviously valo closed down became them and you got on roses now i know things obviously i watched uh wax toaster i know things didn't end with roses but it did seem like for a while you had a good run with them because you know you're on the team obviously I had the group chat thing going on. It seemed like they were trying to build something and you were going on trips and stuff. Cause I know you went to, you went to Italy to visit them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure like how deep into that I want to go, but it's, uh, yeah, it was a good run if you, from like the outside perspective. But when I look back and realize like what was going on, right. Like behind, uh, all the good things they did for me it wasn't good because it was all like uh building pieces to the shit that was going on in the end yeah essentially when i look back on it you know but i was also really young and uh uh yeah like 
I learned a lot from that as well. And of course, they did they did do good do good stuff for me, but maybe not for the right reasons. You know. Okay. What, what like like what reasons do you think they were doing it for? To like more on a to benefit personally, like because uh, that was the issue. Like the the position in the brand would get used um on personal stuff because it meant so much to me like i said with mr now it meant it means a lot to me to be a part of the brand so the personal stuff got used no the professional stuff got used personal like as a gunpoint kind of like uh my position in the brand would get threatened by something personal and yeah that's what i want so obviously yeah i watched your wax toaster episode and the one there was one bit that i just couldn't stop thinking about and i imagine anyone that watched it would feel the same you mentioned that obviously martina was the team manager at the time i don't know what her position is now and you were i'm assuming you were a teenager at the time is that right yeah i was like 17 18 yeah and you were saying that she was basically phoning you like all hours of the day and night is that right like she was phoning you late at night or yeah like messaging like, you late at night yeah sort of like or like yeah he it was just like it got out of hand and when somebody uses something like when you mix personal and professional and use that against each other it's wrong in any way so yeah it's um and i kind of figured that she would use her position in the brand against me because she knows she know how much I wanted it to be good and wanted it to be uh, great, you know, because I really tried, I really, with Roses, I really tried to build it up and be something cool. And it started, it started well with like Joe being the first one on and then I got added. And then it was, uh, yeah, like Francesco from Italy. And Elliot Stevens, I was like, "Whoa, this is turning out to be good." But it's like when you hear, I mean, Elliot, me, Stefan Brando, and Joe have all left, and I'm not sure if there's, if probably not all for the same reasons. But I also think because I was the youngest, I was like a pretty easy victim, you know. Right. (laughs) What was what was the age difference between you and Martina? Like how old? Think, how old was she? Uh, like maybe eight, nine years older than me, or something. Right. Did did anything happen between you guys? Like like beyond oh, beyond the sponsorship. Right. No, like I mean, there was like, uh, like of course, like as I was saying, like personal got used uh, against me, like with professionalism. But I don't really want to go in depth with any of that like i have i've had struggles with it like uh, i can be honest with that i like sleepless night especially back then like i it wasn't a pleasant experience at all (laughs) um and uh i think it yeah like i went through some stuff because of that and uh in the end like i the, the how I try to explain it is like I'm a camera that gets like thrown into the ground multiple times, but then it's expected to work 
perfectly every time, but that's just not how it works, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's like, I totally respect you not want to talk about it. That's completely fine. I just think it's really important to remember the fact that as a teenager, you were a child. Like, you know, I remember how I felt when I was 17 and 18. I thought I was an adult. I lived away from home. I had a job. I wasn't yeah. a fucking adult. I was a child. Like, I didn't know anything. So, no. like, for someone in their 20s to treat essentially a child like that is is not acceptable. I don't think so either. And, uh, but I think it was just like a horrible spiral like uh yeah <laughs> it's just i don't know if it could have been avoided and i'm not sure how she's dealing with the other guys but i'm 100 sure she's not treating nils the way she treated me and uh, i'm happy for nils <laughs> yeah. to that you know because i i'm sure she has positive uh, sides as well but just that interaction between me and her was uh not healthy and not something uh i'd want <laughs> okay no i understand yeah um did that make things like weird between you and levy because obviously you left levy stayed on the team obviously he, he left and went to mesmer but he he continued on with the brand for quite a while and you know you're obviously good friends with levy like did that did that make things a little bit strange for you guys no, because, I mean, yeah, he got skates uh, with them, but he was never really <laughs> involved that much uh, right. in it from what I know. Like, well, I asked him when, like, they understood when he left for Mesmer, to say it that way. Like, they, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't any drama there. <laughs> okay. I mean, he, but went it to, was, he, went, uh, he went to Italy to stay with them, so he was, he was a little bit involved. LA? Didn't he went to no, he went to he went to Italy and filmed and, and yeah there. yeah he yeah. yeah he went to Italy on the tour like so he wasn't trip. he wasn't like that hands off with them like no but like I think same as me like any brand can ask me to come and trip and I probably say yes <laughs> you're like I yeah, mean not I mean free, I mean not, holiday, not, sweet. not not boot brands of course but like if fucking uh, I don't know whatever brand. I love how you changed your mind at the last second. No, yeah, like, I'm, like, not gonna, no, I'm, I'm not, not going to name another brand, but yeah. Dep depends on... I'm not sure. I think I would go, like, forget the brand. If anybody asks me on a trip, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but, um, I mean, for, uh, for a little bit, yeah, I was like, why well, are you still skating those? You know the story, but then it's like, yeah, but I... I'm not really involved, and he was always very understanding of it anyways, and it's not his fucking business anyway. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't want to put it on him at all. Like, that's why people ask me if like they should buy roses skates. And I said, yeah, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> like do it, but I'm not going to tell you, the, I'm not the, going to tell you yeah. to do it. The diplomatic answer. You're like, yeah, do, do what you yeah. want to do. Sure. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like that's it's like if someone goes, so if I don't know, if your child yeah. goes, do you believe in God? And you're like, what do you believe? Do you? Believe? <laughs> what do you believe in? <laughs> I'm not oh, answering the question. I'm putting it back on you. Good skate, good skates, and good quality. That's uh, I let them have that. 
<laughs> all right. Yeah, I've just I just always kind of wondered because obviously people leave brands all the time and then, you know, there's people they build relationships with or friendships with and then when they leave, it's like, do they maintain those relationships and friendships? Or mm. So I'm guessing you don't have any contact with like anyone from Rosie's anymore or you guys haven't, I don't know, like mended the relationship or got past it? No, we had a small period after where I, where we were able to speak to each other a little bit, but then as soon as I would uh, like try to explain my, this also like how I feel, as soon as I would uh, try to explain how I feel about it, it would end up being a discussion again, when I just wanted to let like them know how I felt and they like, how it felt to me without it being told it was wrong you know like uh is one of the worst things i think to be told that you're wrong when it's a clear emotion that you have <laughs> yeah it's kind of like gaslighting like you you know you were mistreated or you know you were essentially yeah. taken advantage of because of your age or whatever and you know your aspirations so for someone to not just say yeah that shouldn't have happened or yeah we could have we could have done better you could have been treated better it's yeah it is unfair mm. but i'm hyped now i'm with billy i'm going to new york so that's I what i very, want to yeah i so, spend very little time thinking about uh, all that shit now yeah luckily. yeah finally leave it in the past um so you're riding for mesmer you're riding for orange wheel company is that it or are you do you skate for anybody yeah. else I mean, I still talk to This Is Soul, uh, like Evo here yeah. and there, but I'm not really, uh, I I mean, it's hard. Like I, they support me for a while, so I'm, they still support me if there is anything, but I'm not like in a weekly dialogue with anyone else than those two. Um, Crate was uh, really nice and sent me some frames that Billy hooked me up with. Okay, so that's that's, that's what uh, I was going to ask. I was say I was going to say what frames are you riding? Like when when's when are we getting the when are we getting the Martin Danning frame sponsor? No, I, I'm not sure. Like Crate is a uh, yeah. As soon as like that, you remember that first park edit that Crate came out with with Brosco Farmer and uh, yeah. was it Bellino? Yeah, I think so. I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah. I think Farmer's Farm, in it. Yeah, or Farmer. was it Kelso? Kelso? I don't remember. But sure, that Farmer as soon as that well. yeah, Far, Farmer was in it for sure. But as soon as that video came out, like I pretty much only skated creates, except that small hiatus they had where they almost never had frames available. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I skate anti-rocker. I'm a loud and proud anti-rocker skater. Actually. Nothing wrong with that. Plenty plenty of very good rollerbladers ride anti-rocker. Alex Brosco, if, Sean Darst. Yeah, if it's good enough for them, it's yeah. fucking good enough for me. <laughs> I'm and, and it's like people say, Oh, but you're not able to do the same maneuvers. And I was like, Yeah, it's just a lot harder. Yeah, see, I, I, essentially anything. I bullshit. Yeah, I don't and, I don't any, believe in that. No? No, because I rode anti until two years ago. And then I got flat and I'm like, they've both got their benefits. Anti is incredible for grinding, great for ledges, like flat is amazing for skating from a to b it's amazing for like rough ground and crappy like cracks like we've got in scotland they both when people say that crap and say oh you have to ride this or you have to ride that no ride whatever you ride what yeah. works for you you just so have to make, sure make it happy, go for it but like i 
essentially i love to skate shitty stuff with anti-rocker like uh, you can see it in the orange edit as well like i jump on dirt and there's like other clips where i'm skating cobblestone and stuff like that and i think it's a good wheel uh wheel clip because i tried to thought about hmm i was going to show that the wheels are durable so i just jumped in some dirt and did that but i i also tried skating flat but to be honest speed has never been an issue like uh, i feel like i can get as fast as i need to go See, that's I, you're, you're skinny you're like light on your feet and nimble i'm carrying a I'm little skinny, bit of weight I need, are, I need the help i'm super skinny but my thighs are fucking huge seriously <laughs> that's from all huge. the skating though that's from all the yeah. skating yeah. yeah yeah because also uh, living in a city where you skate around it turns your thighs huge i mean you look at nils he must have been living in a city where he uh skated around yeah but, but uh, Nils doesn't count Nils is a machine he doesn't we don't yeah, he doesn't that's like saying oh half he can do it like ha no we're not no one's comparing themselves to half yeah yeah true true <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i skated flat a little bit but just nah, and truckers fun I mean, yeah, I'm a great believer of just do whatever works for you. Yeah. And I, I love it on gaps, especially because you land and you're just like, and then okay. it sticks. It's amazing. A lot of people say flat is amazing for landings, but I hate it because if the ground isn't perfectly leveled, you might end up landing on both of the middle wheels and, it, and your skate you can do yeah. weird twitches, same as a skate park. So to be honest, I, I can't see myself going flat anytime ever why yeah if, <laughs> if yeah if you're getting by as you are then that's fine i don't think brosco ever sits at home and goes oh god really should try this I well, he's like I'm, he's like no nah, i'm good <laughs> maybe he said that i feel like he I, I ask myself that question probably every week but the answer is always no yeah i mean yeah I had to find the right frame for it. I tried it on other frames and was like this is awful i can't do which this. frames are you skating uh the entente the the you know uh, Mark Hughes the guy that used to work for Power Slide mm. he made he made a bunch of Eugen Enen edits like he filmed them well he mm. he he designed the Fluid Five frame and then I think he like started his own company and it's it's similar to the Fluid Five but it doesn't skate the same and basically it just it, it protects the inside wheels so much that you don't feel like you're skating uh, flat so it's, nice. it's it's kind of a cheat frame it's like it's a frame for people who <laughs> like me like me that aren't good enough to skate flat. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine i mean like you say whatever feels good and exactly. sounds like it feels sounds like it does what everybody wants a flat frame to do so yeah, i'll take what i can get um so what was the you said you were on a burza torden tour but you had to leave early um and you know you were injured during it where where did you guys go were you filming for a project or yeah, we're having some new clothes come out. So we were filming a video in Poland. So we were in Krakow and Katowice okay. there. Um, we've been in Poland before, so it was good to be back there. It's a pretty different culture than like other places we go skate. Like people are not really hyped to see a like eight tall dudes in black clothes and have rollerblades on they right. do not like that what well, as in people were uh, like confrontational with you or shouting at you yeah, or, yeah 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 okay yeah we almost like we got a fine uh and almost like got to have to go to court and stuff because we were skating at church 
and it's crazy because we got into the car and started driving up but then this guy who told us to go came running and stopped us because our car was bugging out so he wasn't able to go up so as we tried to turn around he stopped us and then another guy who was a uh, civil like a civil cop like a oh no he meant like um like a community police officer kind of guy yeah no like a um he had normal clothes but it was a police officer oh like plain plain clothes police officer yeah right so we get like trapped by those two and they started screaming at us in polish and then we had to go back and then they said we had to pay like uh, five thousand euros to fix some marks on a piece of wood and then we said like oh but two of these are like professional carpenters we can we can stay and they can go buy material and we can fix it but but they almost didn't understand english and english and then all the time they were saying five minutes five minutes make decision five minutes five minutes so they were like pressing us for money and then we just said like call the fucking real yeah. cops yeah. and then like, call, uh, call the real police i'm not I'm and not then they said like started. yeah and then i said like yeah we're friends with them so we're gonna call them now so then the police come and then the police officer just like says you have to agree make come to an agreement with that guy or you have to deal with us so i'm like in my head i'm like what the fuck your job is to solve the issue between yeah. us and but they were like yeah deal with him or you have to deal with the Austin court so essentially so what, yeah, we, what happened we were there for so long and they were only speaking English so only Seba understood and he was getting kind of stressed as well so uh it took a while but we all had to pay a fine to the fucking church uh like uh, like 80 euros each Right. which is a lot of money in Poland because we were yeah. like eight people and then it's fucked up because that church on the way up to it they had a sign which said like you know in Polish watch out for this uh, cult and then it was the Nazi symbol was there and then the peace symbol was next to it and then it was like yin and yang and then 666 and uh like the pentagram and stuff but it's just fucking crazy they put the peace symbol and Nazi symbol next to each other and watch out for these sects and then here they are giving us all a fine that we have to pay the church I mean that's a fucking cult you know yeah kind of kind of sounds like you guys just got hustled yeah like sort of but it's the first skating fine I ever got so yeah I didn't I didn't realize I mean it may have just you guys may have just been unlucky but I didn't realize it, it was like that in Poland so was it were there other instances like that where people were like I don't know shouting at you in the street or giving you a hard time for skating or yeah we were getting kicked out of every spot I think like uh and the issue like the problem is like other places like uh for example here people are like happy to see people out doing stuff and like um if it's strangers on the street or people are generally like oh cool or like wow or something like that but there everybody was like fucking pissed off uh, us skating but maybe also a lot of the spots were churches so I mean learning <sighs> a lesson if you get if you get into I know we did one, we did don't go to after, one. we did after that one we were like not gonna make a issue with anyone like if they kicked us out after but yeah did they not have any like public squares or schools that you could hit up for ledges or rails or something? No. Ask Seba. We asked as well. 
blame him he sounds like he yeah. sounds like a terrible tour guys he's he's just, <laughs> he's just led you straight into trouble <sighs> yeah i love him though you're like you're supposed to know the rules here what you're what you doing yeah. is yeah yeah it's weird because it seems like a country where you can do anything but also nothing like if you are if you look the wrong way or uh, right. something like that you're not you can't do it like at all yeah, because a, a lot of didn't people go like, there for like stag parties and like go there to get drunk. So you mm, would, you would think it's cheap. It was, it's cheap, right? It's cheap, super cheap. Okay, so not a successful trip then. It was it was a successful because we just uh, learned to ignore it or just like throw the middle finger back essentially. Mm. Or because uh, at some point we it because it's not motivating to go out and be like hated by everybody yeah. like they look at you weird and you feel like an alien it's not a good feeling at all so we had to uh just ignore it but for my sake like i was only able to skate the first two or three days because of the infection i got so like the day i felt that it was uh getting worse we were supposed to have like a skate park meeting in a skate park but I, me and like three others went out and I got like four or five clips in two hours. So I was like able to push out the last bit I had. Um, also got to see my favorite band. The other guys sneaked in to see Iggy Pop. I was Whoa, uh, okay. too, uh, I was too, uh, in too much pain to do it then, which was a bummer. We also recorded some music when we was there just with our, uh, phone so maybe i think me and levy are gonna edit the video while we are in uh, new york actually right who was, so, who was your favorite band that you went to see dive is like d-i-i-v okay yeah mm, i know who you mean and uh like they've been my favorite band for so many years and then since i wanted to be on the first row i was there when they set it all up and stuff and i ended up having a conversation with uh, one of the guitarists and then like after a concert, he jumped down and gave me like the set list and stuff. So I was like, uh, yeah, fucking stoked. Nice. Was that the tour where I saw that they were doing a tour earlier this year where they were playing, they were only playing like one album. They were playing like one of their. Oh yeah. yeah Ocean. Yeah. yeah. The, they're doing that in England, but uh, they played like a bunch of different stuff there like uh, that day. Nice. It's really uh, that almost uh, made me cry getting that set list <laughs> because i've started collecting set lists like just the past two years so i already have uh, one from the band called la witch if you know them the name sounds familiar yeah yeah also a place to bury strangers is a good okay band yeah. that i got the set list so it was uh yeah a sick moment <laughs> nice um random question so i know that obviously you grew up and like you're a fan of david sizemore and like really like to skate and what's it been like to essentially meet him and be in videos with him like cayenne project and stuff like that and now actually be friends with him and hang out with him and go to copenhagen and film with yeah. him and, and appear in his videos like that's got to be that's got to be quite surreal when you're like when you say that i got uh, chills on my back when you said it Woo. yeah it's uh if you look at the first Cayenne project, you can see a clip when I was still wearing helmets. And I remember uh, it. You did the full cab. It was full cab alley at top porn, full cab out or something like that. Yeah, on, something on, like that. on the flat ledge. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and it's like I had posters of him on my wall. I still have a cardboard with this autograph that a friend got at Roskilde for me a lot of years ago. Right. That says uh, keep shredding man and then like a super lazy autograph. Um, it's amazing. Did you, did you like, ever tell him that? Have you ever like said, yeah, I've got of course i tell him i probably sent him 10 facebook messages about it when i got it the first uh time no but like as in does he know now that you're that kid yeah he does that's that's yeah, pretty yeah, funny yeah, sure. that's really funny like he was my idol and like now with camera stuff like last time i was in copenhagen it was so nice i think it was like two mornings like we met up at like eight nine went to a cafe and we would just sit down and like geek out about the camera because he uses the HVX and I have the HVX now as well, but I use the HMC and it's pretty yeah. much uh, the same. And much, yeah. I would just, he would just like learn me so much because he would teach me in a skating way, like not in a camera geek nerd uh, way. He would like tell me like, and this is going to make, for example, that look that way or uh, whatever so he has really made me into yeah the settings of the camera and now i finally feel like i understand the camera you know what were the what were the top tips he gave you for the camera you need to share the you need to share the wealth i'm gonna the most important thing that i just every time in the scene file is the master pedestal the master ped and that's just how much black you want to get uh in the picture like uh, okay. how black how black you want the blackness so if it's bright on one side of the like um on one side of the video like if it's a lot of shadows you don't want it to be that high because then the contrast becomes like huge you know right. so you, i almost change that every spot but i have it between like minus seven as the darkest and then minus like two as the yeah right. highest we just got yeah. really geeky there for a minute um, yeah <laughs> gonna gonna pull it back so who are, who are like some of your other favorite skaters because i feel like i feel like you've also got a bit of a skateboarding influence i feel like dylan reader might have been quite a big quite yeah. a big influence on you as a teenager really big still to this day i think like uh i, st I still uh find a lot of inspiration in the things he did and the way he did stuff not for me to do it that way but of course when I was younger like you imitate a lot more but uh, for me it just uh, sounds super cliche but it I was like whoa shit you can dress like that and still be a skateboarder and you can do that stuff and still be a skateboarder and that was really cool and motivating but uh that's also why i when i said i got injured on a 540 on the messenger tour because he got a clip there like a pretty iconic clip okay. at one of those spots like a impossible tail grab over a fence dylan davis also did a 360 over it it's like a ditch like that and then it's a fence and yeah. you jump down yeah i think i know the one you mean yeah and uh, it just had like a graffiti saying like Dylan forever on the bags. I was like, fuck, I need to get a clip here. But I kind of knew like my knees are not capable of doing that impact now. So I ate shit, but role betting wise, it's for sure. Gabriel Hayden is a huge one for me. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Gabriel as well. Yeah. He, uh, 
is amazing lately like last few years scott quinn has been amazing whenever i do gaps i imagine myself as scott quinn he can he can do like until you see it in the flesh like yeah. I, i've filmed a section for scott before and he can land from an insane height and he's only a little yeah. and his body his body can just absorb the impact yeah yeah i've seen him jump off some truly mind-blowing things and land it yeah and he lands and it clean like his clip in fifth floor where he comes from this uh fountain to disaster kind grind the way he's just always on that side perfectly and top you can side, see yeah. you can see it like when he does the 360 top soles his feet are in top sole position since like from the moment he leaves the ground till he's on the ground he still yeah. is on the grind and he's just such a nice uh person as well i remember when i was in copenhagen and i got a little bit drunk i i started like imitating some uh tried to imitating some like um scottish uh words and like a way of speaking right and then i and then i was like no oh fuck, maybe that's not okay that i act that way and then he said like no it's not okay it's not okay and then he said ah, i'm just messing with you I but imagine, I, those yeah. few seconds those few seconds no he actually said no no it's all right it's all right and then he went back like actually it's not all right and then i was like <laughs> oh because then i had continued between yeah and then he was just like fucking with me but he's uh amazing skater amazing dad seeing him on his skates like uh, and the baby trolley around Copenhagen was really cool he is he is yeah. so incredibly underrated I, I don't think I think so many people just don't realize how good he is and why you know why he had no. those sponsors why he had yeah. pro skate but I think because just because he doesn't have that many sections but mm. this, the stuff he can do is unreal and um, just how he how he is like uh, in general but like to what motivates me like recently i've had one of my very best friends who's the same age as me started rollerblading um he bought a pair of mesmers and loves skating so much right now and he gets I get so stoked to skate with him because he learns new stuff every day. Like, let's say he's dropping into a bank and then a little bit further on the left, it has like a lip that's this big. Okay. That's a new, ch that's a new challenge for him, yeah. you know? And that's something he has to overcome. But us as uh, experienced skaters, we don't even think about those things anymore. So yeah, for me to skate with somebody, cool. yeah, you see people just yeah. like making those little milestones, and you're like, oh, yeah, God, yeah. I remember, you know, I remember when I couldn't like lock the open or whatever, and seeing someone else do it, you're like, that's yeah, that's very yeah. cool. Because they get the feeling of uh, like doing a hammer, you know? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like you're you're so pumped, and, yeah. And it's the first uh, rollerblader in my age in uh, oslo like there's hasn't been anybody younger or my age since uh, me so for me to have somebody my own age to skate with is really sick and he has actually got a skateboarder friend of him to buy a pair of skates so he has some like used these ways now so now i have like two people my nice. own age to skate with and they learn new shit every day and they're so positive and uh yeah am i right in thinking olaf norheim's from norway is that right yeah yeah does he still skate yeah he still skates he i was skating with him just a few days ago actually but he's a dad and lives like on a island uh, a little bit outside of oslo okay so i think just 
yeah, dad life and stuff has uh, gotten a little bit in the way. And also coronavirus was dealing and yeah, but he is getting a lot. He got some pretty cool clips this summer. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. As you get older and obviously having kids and stuff and a family and a job and stuff, it does make it harder. Um, yeah. Going back to Scott Quinn, you need you need to tell you need to show me your your Scottish impression. I need to let me let me hear some. Man, me hear some I'm too so I'm too sober for ah, that. You're that gonna is have incredibly to disappointing because I was I, you know as winter as clash a, as a fellow Scottish <laughs> person, I was going to have to rate your accent and how well how well you it's did. It's horrible. It. I, it's probably not even Scottish accent. It's just whatever <laughs> a Norwegian mind hears when you hear somebody Scottish. Well, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping it was going to be so bad it would be funny. But all right, I'll, oh. I'll wait till I'll wait till I've, you know I'm I'm in your proximity and you're drunk. That's literally the first thing I'm going to say to you. I'm not even going to be like, "Hey, Martin, how's it going?" I'll be like, "Lay the lay the Scottish on me. Let me hear this." <laughs> <laughs> You'll get um, it then. Right. Last couple of questions. What? So, as someone that's obviously come up in blading, you know, we've essentially watched you grow up as a skater. Like I've seen you as a tiny person in a helmet. I've seen you winning competitions. Seen you putting out parts over the years and how they've changed. Like, how how do you feel blading is for like someone of your generation, like coming up and obviously when you when you get into skating, it was at its lowest point. You know, lowest participation numbers, pretty much impossible to make a living off of it. How how do you feel about like the sport now, especially you know how things have developed in the last five years? Mm. Yeah, I I really love skating and especially now having brands as well that you can be proud of outside of skating is making skating a lot cooler, I think, because we for rollerblading to be cool, we need to have cool brands to support essentially and or maybe not cool in or like cool can be whatever. Like uh, I'm not saying Mesmer is the only thing because them is obviously doing good stuff and yeah Mesmer, but also like USD is also doing good stuff now with like Sam Croft and his royalties and uh, I think I know what you mean. like just as in brands that people can people can you know identify with or yeah you know, yeah but also like I it's pretty funny because like the older bladers still every now and then talk about skateboarders hating and all the stuff I don't feel any of that anymore because. I think rollerblading has come to a point where you can't deny that it looks good because we have tried everything. Like there's been people hucking themselves down roofs. There's yeah. been hurricane on everything. There's been skating curbs this high, but now all of those things have melted into some skaters like old, no, like uh, Bolino. Like that just it just looks amazing, and you can't deny it anymore. And I really feel like blading has come to that point now because we've figured out what looks good and what yeah what feels good and i think now people outside or new players can also see that rollerbladers do stuff that feels good like that is just uh, an enjoyable thing to do uh so in some ways i i've had these conversations with a few friends lately like i think maybe the era of uh watching people progress skating is almost like the need for that is almost over i think what people really wants to see is people enjoy like people who enjoy skating that you can tell like they're just skating and having fun like i think a lot of people really enjoy 
watching people just skate if that makes any sense like sure it's sick it's sick for those who still like try to do the biggest gap ever or whatever but it doesn't need that it doesn't need that at all i think people way rather see uh people having fun when they're skating i do yeah i know what you mean like as in just seeing people do simpler tricks done well and just having better execution and look like they're having a good time as opposed to going out and trying to kill themselves every session yeah but I also think like we, we are progressing. It's just not in the way that we're pushing it as far as we possibly can in terms yeah, of danger. That's, like when you that's see what someone I mean. like JK Park or even Bellino or like Dom Bruce, like they're they are going into such interesting avenues of skating that that is definitely still progression because yeah, no one's yeah. done it before. Like they're doing, sure. they're doing different things. So it is progressing. It's maybe just not going that way. It's going that way. Yeah. And... So, as like it's always going to progress because it's new people coming in and out and there's the same people continue doing it then so it's always going to progress you know in some way or another yeah. i mean look at that look at the fees fees like skaters they've become this completely different animal now like it's a whole genre of fees skaters almost you know yeah like people who have gotten really good at doing double backflips suddenly i mean it was that with vert and that but it didn't have it in a bmx park like not many years ago you know and it's a lot more consistent when you see like i'm I'm not really a big competition guy i don't really enjoy watching them that much but whenever i have watched the fees stuff what i notice about fees and old competitions like asa and x games and this and stuff like that is people aren't falling as much like people like more often a lot of people are landing complete runs well, but that's like, this is my secret for competitions because I, especially before I used to really enjoy skating competitions, but my dad is actually the one who told me this because he doesn't know shit about skating. And he said, you're not going to get points for falling. So why don't you just do the tricks you know how to do? Yeah. Like, and then after you don't have any more tricks, you then you try new stuff. And that to this day, like not that I strategically plan my skating in contests like so much, but to a certain degree I do, I think. But like that is always my strategic. Like do all the tricks that I know how to do. Yeah. Because then you'll get points. Yeah, that's and but that's a lot a of really, people think that's a valid insight. Like, yeah, show them that you uh, can be consistent. Maybe, maybe don't put it in the maybe don't put it in the final version. This is secret. <laughs> No, but, I think I think no, most people I, have figured it out. Like Montre and all that. Like when you look at all the great competition skaters, like CJ Wellsmore, Montre, yeah, like like Joe Atkinson stuff like that, or like Julian Cadeau and all those guys, they've got their go-to tricks. They've got their stuff yeah. that are like, I can land this. I know it's impressive. I know mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall. And then yeah. they take risks. Yeah, because yeah. then you feel good about landing those tricks, and then it just evolves, kind of. Yeah. No, definitely. And um, so we've talked about what, like, what you like. Like, what would you like to see change, or what? What do you not like at present? Like, what? What kind of? I don't know. Like, I want to see less rules in skating. I want to. I just want step up to be a rule. Well, I just, just don't want make people sure you to grab all your tricks. Make sure you do all your top sides, and we won't. We won't fall out. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to grab your tricks. Like I want to see yeah. them more. Like you see the quad skaters, they do like a little cute like bongs with their heel on top of. I want to see more of that stuff. Like uh, Dominic's a great example. Like uh, J.K. is a good example of yeah. new stuff. And 
Yeah, I want to see uh, new bladers. And I think that was really sick about the Mesmer trip as well, because most of the skaters we met at the park was people who started skating like two years ago. So they were like new skaters. And I think that's the sickest because I, I really don't care to see like all like all the bladers do the same stuff over and over again like it's sick to a point but what i really get stoked on is seeing somebody learn their first soul grind right and then do and then do it three times in a row like that's what i really get stoked on yeah because you've seen a lot of good blading by now like you've seen how good some of them are able to become so now it's sick to see how much it takes kind of to become that because you see somebody struggling with doing a soul grind and you forget that that's a difficult thing to do for a lot of people yeah plus it's just encouraging seeing new people pick up the sport and you know they don't have to be the best in the world they don't have to become pro skaters Not just at all. seeing someone enjoy it and it becoming a way of life for them that's enough like yeah like, for sure if you skate for more than five or six years it it becomes who you are yeah and I, it's funny with the two new bladers here and also like i like i told him you're going to winter clash and after that it's no no way back <laughs> it, it is one of those things that it's it's one of those experiences that is unlike any other event and i do think yeah. once you're there you decide if it's for you or not yeah it's one of those things it's it's very much like a, i don't really know how to describe it, like a first year moment where you're like yes first year for me it wasn't like that at all i remember being like fucking 11 years old walking up those stairs to the left when you walk in yep and just like being we'd, probably super stoned we'd like smoking the, beer yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, then, it's not it's not a place for a young child I'll, I'll but then the, the year after uh i was like okay i'm gonna just like embrace the energy and then as soon as you allow yourself to embrace the energy and vibe there it's amazing yeah the chaos join yeah. join join the fucking dance battle like stand around and watch the dance battle it's sick it's so funny when you join the mosh pit and that was that was also almost like a dilemma i had when i was uh like skating in the pros because i like uh, got on the podium in the amateurs so the year i was like oh fuck, do i want to skate with the pros or do i want to watch them and I was like, hmm, it was a pretty big dilemma because it's really fun to be in the crowd when they do the last trick. But I know if I'm in the contest, I'm not going to be able to, because I get really focused. I get really focused when it's a uh, competition. Yeah. So then I'm not able to like even watch any other skating almost. And <laughs> um, when, when you mentioned the uh, winter clash, that just reminded me of something. You had a bit of beef for a while with uh, another another quite well-known member of the European skate scene. Do you know who I'm talking about? This is my beloved friend, Kevin. It is, Kevin <laughs> Brinkman. He used to talk shit about you all the time on yeah, social media. And at I the know. time, you were young, like you were a teenager. And I'm like, Kevin. No, I, was, I, I was like 13 or 14. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Kevin, like, like, dude, you're in your 30s. That's you're, you're picking on a kid on, on the internet. Like, that's that's kind of fucked up. Like, what could he yeah. possibly have done? And he would never tell me. He just went, oh, I just don't like him. So what, yeah. what, what happened between you two? No, he just thought I skated two short rails. 
and and that's a reason to attack and then, you on, and then he on was Facebook like, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, and then he was like making because uh, he was like making uh, a Facebook post. Uh, like I'm tired of uh, kids doing like tippy tappy shit, and then he like mentioned three names and then like explained every like the stuff he didn't like about those skaters and i was like one of those names and me was like uh, tippy tap shit and uh and then i probably got really emotional and asked him why he was so harsh to me and then i think that's the feeling i had as well like you're so old and i'm just 13 14 trying to figure out rollerblading can i please skate my short rails yeah and then leave me alone <laughs> yeah but i think i think like i know kevin is a way better person uh, in real life than on the internet but th that's a weird part as well like we've never really spoken in real life so yeah, yeah Cav i think i feel like kevin likes to play the the role of the villain on on the internet yeah. when he's he is he but, is a much nicer person in real life yeah yeah i've heard so too because he's like good friends with Liv and stuff but yeah again like fuck if if, if, if your issue in life is like a 13 14 year old kid doing a tap grind then yeah. your life must be pretty good no no one's forcing you to watch just just don't don't yeah. click play on the edit and and go about your day yeah I, I would like to go back like reading the conversation with me and him but i don't have that facebook profile anymore <laughs> uh, ne next time you see him in holland you can just be like man take me to a rail i'll i'll, I'll what, what doesn't matter what length it is i've got it we're, we're good not gonna do it uh, <laughs> So after New York, like, have you got any other plans for the rest of the year, or is that is that the last trip you have planned for twenty twenty two? I think it's. Uh, I don't hope it's my last trip for twenty twenty two, but uh, I'm gonna start working again um, in like a construction company, actually. Okay. Okay. But um, it's pretty good because they allow me to take time off whenever I need to for skating skating trip as long as i'd say in like a uh, good time in yeah, give them uh, give them enough notice yeah so because i was working in a school um mainly like the after school program and stuff but it was getting too much in my psyche like on my yeah it was just too much for me like okay. uh i was uh having the same kids for three years uh since first grade so they met me like every day for three years so right. The relationship between me and them and even like me and the parents just said like like it was too it was like an extra family member just that i was in yeah it would just 50 become, families yeah really familiar and really yeah, yeah i would no become one, like no the diplomatic uncle diplomatic uncle so then when like the father would come and like oh yeah me and the wife uh like uh had a fight this week so it's like oh, dude that's not my business You're like, I, I don't want to know your, your problems <laughs> leave, leave your kid and i'll let you know if it had a good day or not <laughs> but yeah. uh i love it and i but i just um ended up having so much responsibility and it just drained me like uh to be honest so i needed a little bit break from that now i had good few months of vacation and then i'm gonna start working in the construction company like the 12th uh september okay and have you got any more video stuff coming out this year uh the bursa trip is coming out um we're gonna film in new york for sure so those two but nothing i'm don't sit on any footage right now 
I don't. <laughs> okay. And when, when's the Mesmer Dominic Bruce Pro Skate coming out? Good question. I was like, I'll try and sneak this in at the end and see if I can get an answer. No, no. Well played. Well played, sir. Um, yeah. I've taken up loads of your time today. I'll let you get ready to go yeah, off to fuck. New York. Do I need to go to... Yeah, I need to go soon. Um, I right. hope you have an awesome time. Hope there's no injuries. And yeah, can't wait to see the footage you get from it. Have a good trip. Thank you. Peace. Speak soon. Bye. Just want to give a brief shout out to my Patreon supporters. They're listed on the page now. If you would like to support my Patreon page, you can do so for as little as $3 a month. I have sneak peeks on there, photos, ramblings, Patreon exclusive videos, all of the above. So if you'd like to help out, it would be much appreciated.